Welcome to No Such Thing as Normal podcast with Natalie Hayes and Jess McKeown. This is a casual podcast where we talk about all the things that you're not supposed to talk about in order to help you normalize your real life because we're all just a bunch of weirdos having a completely human experience in a society that asks us to pretend like we're not. And I'm your host, Jess, a gifted channel for the spirit baby realm who facilitates deep soul healing by delivering divine messages and teaching you how to connect with your spirit babies. I'm your other host, Natalie, an intuitive mentor and transformative healer and a new mom. Yay. Be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts, watch our 100% unedited episodes on YouTube, and you can also follow us on Instagram at McJaguar and at Intuitively Natalie for more weirdo and woo-woo content. And if you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review and share it on your social media and tag us so that more people can unleash their weird with you. Uh, we are here we <laughs> it is Sunday morning we made it um Natalie and I were up late for different reasons last night very different reasons I went to um, a house party and I was in my full awkwardness <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got to dance with some friends and I had a, I had a good time and made myself a little cocktail and Dan and mm-hmm. I you know did the Irish goodbye love an Irish goodbye yeah I mean, they were on the dance floor, you know, so we just, yeah, we, we popped out. Um, but it was, it was fun, but I hadn't been out that late and I hadn't been to a house party in a long time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there was a DJ and everything. I would not know how to act at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Why were you up late last night? Oh, I was at my own house party, um, (laughs) party of one. (laughs) <laughs> the best loudest dj on the block yeah she did not we don't want to sleep no sleep till brooklyn that was her that was her last night we were vibing last night she's like auntie jess is at a party no no she's <laughs> shaking her rattle like party yeah no <laughs> so talk to me about sleep with babies because this seems to be like one of the like topics do we train them to sleep do we not they won't mm. sleep. We want them to sleep. It seems like a big thing. It is a big thing. It's there's a lot. I thought you meant like me sleep. And I was like, that's not really, it's a very short conversation. There is not a lot, <laughs> but, but even just look at that. Even me just focusing on the freaking baby sleep instead of like, how are you sleeping, Natalie? I'm assuming not well, but... it's kind of a given. Mm. Um, well, like good sleep for me is like a solid 10 hours uninterrupted. Oh, that's like good so sleep for me. That's a usual sleep pre-baby. Wow. Really? Um, would you pregnant. sleep like totally for 10 hours? Oh, yeah. And I would nap. <laughs> sleep was great. <laughs> Hashtag projector. <laughs> sleep was great. Oh. Yeah. I, my parents growing up called me Serta because I'm the perfect sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Serta Maeve, is a mattress, by the way. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and Maeve's a projector. So we're really, you know, really gunning for a good sleeper here. And once she's asleep, it's she's a good sleeper. But okay getting her to that place of good sleep is what's been challenging lately. Yeah. Cause are they, are they experiencing like, what is going on? You're leaving me. Oh my God. Well, she actually, we, we bed share. Mm. She sleeps between us. Cause okay. that's controversial. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What is it? Some, I don't know which organization regulates sleep, but they don't agree with bed sharing. They're like, it's dangerous. You roll, <laughs> like, like you could roll around your baby. Could right? be, and like you could, yeah, I understand. But like, if she's not sleeping in the bed with us, nobody sleeps. So mm-hmm. what's the alternative? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think we talked, we talked, we were talking about SIDS earlier mm-hmm. in our little other private conversation. Um, Cause the spirit babies have some thoughts on SIDS, but yeah. even that, like, you know, as a parent, when I channel for like um, for parents and stuff, it's like, there's so much information and so much of what the babies say. And even so much in the beginning of your journey, like if you're being challenged or having to go through hoops or figure things out, they keep driving this energy, like right down into my gut. And they're like, you have to develop this gut knowing and this intuitive knowing and connection with yourself, because how can you like be right? Right. Like sometimes those people that say like, they're like the best are wrong Mm -hmm. or Or it's not the best for you or it's not the best for you and your family, or it doesn't work right now. And so people get so caught up, I think with babies of like following this, like track and measuring their growth and, you know, like, and it's so ridiculous. It is, you know, so I would love to see more and more opinions and options out there around sleep and 
you know, sleep training and bed sharing and all the things, you know, so that you can make a decision that's good for you and your family regardless. Right. Right. Instead of following what everybody else is saying. And I think you can't, oh, like you can't intuitively tap into what your baby needs. If you're not intuitively connected to yourself, like how can, how can you? I know. Do you want to share the intuitive hit you got with everyone? Yeah. Cause all of these, like, of course we're like late night Googling, like what's right, what's wrong, trying to get made on some kind of a schedule for all of our sanity um, <laughs> and learning about sleep cues and when to put them down once they start giving sleep cues. And is that considered sleep training? And so like all of these midnight breastfeeding Google searches, like one website would say like, well, you don't want your baby to be a pussy let them nap in the daylight. And then the other, the other website's like, cold blackout curtains, dark, make it between 68 and 72 degrees in the room. Like it's ridiculous. Like the specificity that you can get into a sleep. So I was just like, how am I supposed to know what's right? And then my guides were like, well, why don't you just ask Maeve what she wants? Mm, so I was like, okay, so Maeve, um, how do you want to nap? And she's like, well, how do you like to nap mom? And I was like, well, you know, I like a mildly dark room. Yeah. Pretty comfortable. So like, that's what we've been doing. And she's been napping. Okay. Like, yeah, like a little cozy blanket, you know? And like, sometimes it's a car nap. Sometimes it's a nap in the living room while I watch TV, you know, but it's not like one, I'm not trying to put us into one box based yeah. off of what one website says. Like I couldn't, it was information overload. I had to just ask me what she wanted. It is. And I think that's why it's so important to like develop your intuitive abilities. If you're going to have children in this modern era, because you have to choose, they can help you and your guides can help you, you know, like asking your guides for advice. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I'm excited for the intuitive parenting revolution that's happening. It's so fun. And if you want to be a more intuitive parent, I still have my course, even though I'm not taking clients. still have my course up called intuition unblocked and you can go and tap into your own intuition so that you can start tapping into your kiddos, take my course and then take Jess's course yeah. <laughs> to connect with your baby. I love it. But like, I don't know. I've been thinking about that. Like, like what a nice gift to give to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like maybe this is your year that you're like, I want to get sharp on my intuition and I want to learn how to channel, right? Like maybe that's where you are. And that's why we're offering these things because we want people to come do this with us and then like share what you get. Right. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of what I learned when I was teaching was like helping people to interpret things and understand things and really like clearing the doubt. And so many, I was just like, you guys need to go do Natalie's course and like clear that doubt before you come channel, because if that gets in the way, right. And so having practice, um, doing the intuitive, um, like quizzes and tests that she gives you (laughs) quizzes on Instagram. I know. Um, I love doing those. Oh my God. I would get some out when I got them wrong. I'd be like, what? (laughs) That is not limiting. (laughs) Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like a good thing to do for yourself this year. Right. Yeah. Come, come, especially with all of the information that's available out there now. Holy, you know, I talked about in the last episode, how much I'm on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I know. Or you get my news. <laughs> I know. I, um, I don't have a TikTok app because I like when I had it it's during the pandemic. Hole. Yeah. Like it was the first time I was like this, my chin was all like, you know, onto my chest. My phone was like falling on my face yeah. and I got that message. Like you've been scrolling for so long, take a break. And I was like, no. And then I was like, oh, this is bad. So, but you send me TikToks and like, I can only like watch one or two before they're like, sign in, log in. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I don't know. You just have to have some boundaries. (laughs) It's not in it. It's like, it's not bad. Yeah. Right. Bad is just conditioning, but you feel like you can get lost for hours and some boundaries. (laughs) I know, but there's, I guess there's a, people are sharing a lot of cool stuff there. So. Oh my God. It's so cool. And like a lot of stuff that. I mean, there's just so much going on in the world that the, you know, the news can't possibly cover everything. And you get these like live accounts of people who are like witnessing things. I don't know. It's just wild. Maybe that's just the TikTok that I'm on. <laughs> that it shows me these things because it shows you things that like, according to your algorithm, like what you put energy on, it shows you things related to that. So lots of alien stuff. Ooh, aliens. Yeah. But I want to circle back to SIDS. Oh yeah. Thank Cause you, you and I okay. talked a lot about SIDS and you said death has been coming up a lot in your sessions with clients right yes. now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Pisces season. As you said. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's a lot. It's real 12th house stuff. <laughs> but, 
Okay. So sudden infant death syndrome. Right. And so I don't know how we get on this topic because we're morbid probably, <laughs> but we, no, were, we talk- were talking about, we were talking about. Um, sleep. Oh, sleeping on the tummy. And I yeah. said to you, why is tummy time so important? Cause I'm just like, you know, sleep tummy time. And we talked about that and then sleeping on their tummy versus sleeping on their back, which is also controversial. Right. Well, they said, well, since the nineties, the back to sleep campaign, oh, I, yeah. I was a tummy sleeping baby. Obviously I survived. Yeah. Um, but post nineties, mid nineties, the back to sleep campaign, all of these babies, because we were talking about Maeve might need a helmet. Um, cause her head is getting flat because she sleeps on her back, which is right. why tummy time is so important. And they get flat heads and they get bald spots on the back of their heads. That's right. That's how it got into this conversation. And they say allegedly, like it increases your risk of SIDS to sleep on your stomach, which I get because if you have a bunch of blankets and stuff in the crib, like, yeah, they can suffocate or if they have already something wrong, like central sleep apnea, that increases the risk of SIDS. But the only way that you would know that is if you're monitoring their oxygen levels while they're sleeping, they sell this like outlet footy thing now that yeah. you can monitor. I think that's great. I haven't felt the need to buy it, but I have a couple of clients that use that um, because they have lost babies and it gives yeah. them peace of mind. So absolutely. If it gives you peace of mind, you know, and it's not like <laughs> they're saying to me, like super interruptive to your baby, like you know, find that happy medium. Right. Um, yeah. So with SIDS, like when we were looking up the information and I was reading like the CDC stuff, I was like, okay, so basically they're suffocating, right. From Mm -hmm. being on their stomach, like we were, they're showing like the, the nose on the blanket and stuff. And, and it, but it's like, it didn't, it wasn't like sudden infant death. It was suffocating. Right. That's suffocation. That's not. Yeah. And cause you know, every time I look something up, oh my God, every medical thing, be like, we don't know what causes this, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so I think something must've happened, some sort of, you know, uptick maybe Mm -hmm. is what they're saying to me. And then they, the government's just like, okay, like we're going to come up with this new thing and put them on the back and do this research. And we were, we were talking about how like something can change for a whole generation, a whole population based on like a very small amount of data or, you know, a certain amount of things Or one person's like philosophy who comes in and is now running the CDC on that area and like, boom, it switches, but it may not be the best for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and I think that's, that's part of it. So what the spirit babies say about SIDS is that when, because it happens up to a year, right. It doesn't really happen after. I think like six to nine months is like the most prominent time that it happens, but that's when they're like starting to roll over and stuff. So like, that makes sense. Yeah. And they're saying like, um, it, it usually only happens when they're sleeping, but it, it can mm-hmm. happen at other times. But what I have heard from the spirit babies is that sometimes they will return to the realm. They return to their star seed places. They'll kind of like, essentially like their soul will leave their body. It's not quite fully for whatever reason, or you just get a taste of earth and they're like, fuck this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, I changed my mind. Yep. And <laughs> I want to go back. Go- they go peacefully. They don't need to have a dramatic, you know, death or crossing mm-hmm. over. Um, it's still always very sad because people don't understand why. Um, yeah. and because there is no, a lot of times obvious thing around suffocation or anything like that. Um, so just, if you've had a baby, I've had, we had one in our family actually. Um, and I thought about that, like how I want to say this is like, like it's, it's one of the hardest choices as a parent, but letting your baby decide that it wasn't the right time, that it was too much. And I think mm-hmm. parents are like, oh, what could I have done or this or that? And like, it might not even be you. It might just be the vibrations of the earth. It might just be there. Like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's tough. It's really tough. Right. Because as a parent, I think you want to be able to encourage your kids to do things. Right. And well, you're so responsible for all of their needs, but you mm-hmm. cannot attach to their outcomes. That's so hard. It's including their crossing over. I know you can't. What do you, what do you, do you have any thoughts around SIDS from a nursing aspect, from a spiritual aspect? From a I mean, the, aspect? you know, the medical community is like, we don't know why it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like from a nursing aspect, they don't know why it happens. But yeah. I mean, you just have to really tap into your baby and like observe how they sleep best and how yeah. you feel safest with them sleeping and Cause you know, everybody says not to bed share, but honest to God, she gets the best sleep between us. Like, and it makes sense because she spent 10 months in a body and then to be like ripped out of that body and expected to sleep. Okay. Outside of it. Like, eh. <laughs> I think there's a lot of, what is it? Like they're saying, um, 
unnecessary expectations put on mothers. And yeah. Like, and babies and babies. Yes. So much on babies. I think I was just, I was just watching a, a TikTok about (laughs) about somebody saying like they expect kids to have this like emotional level of maturity that they don't themselves have right yeah like if your kid is acting up and being emotional like check in with yourself like nine out of ten they're reading the room (laughs) they 100% like if you are dysregulated it will exacerbate your baby like they will not at all be able to self-regulate yeah just like that's why sleep training is so controversial because they say that babies can't soothe themselves. They can't learn to soothe themselves to sleep. Like they basically learn to just shut down. Some babies are not emotionally ready to sleep on their own for, I mean, months, years. It just depends on your baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what is sleep training? Like you, you try to where, get them to go to sleep all at the same time, or you have a schedule for them. You have a schedule. Yeah. And you do things to where they, you like train them to be able to fall asleep on their own independently in their own bed. How you, well, <laughs> I don't know. It's not been successful for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we've dabbled <laughs> like next. <laughs> right. But I still like, they say that you're supposed to put, they say, put yeah. your baby down to sleep drowsy, mm-hmm. but awake. It's like a sweet spot. So not fully asleep because then they, you know, then they won't know how to put themselves back to sleep when they wake up, when their sleep cycle ends. Okay. They will need that same thing that got them to sleep to put them back to sleep. So if you rock your baby to sleep, they wake up after a 20 minute sleep cycle, they will need to be rocked to sleep again to go to sleep. Okay. But sleep training, you put your your baby down drowsy, but awake. Okay. And then eventually like you do crib side soothing if they like to get them to fall asleep, like you pet their forehead, you pat their belly, you can rock them back and forth with your hand. Like you don't let them just cry it out anymore. And that's yeah, obviously why our parents are so fucked up. (laughs) Um, hashtag emotional immaturity. Yeah. Wow. That's well, they just learned to shut down. They didn't learn to regulate babies. Mm -hmm. Don't babies can't self-soothe babies can't self-regulate. So you like stay at the crib and this is not recommended until after, after they're like 12 weeks old, like between three and five months, they establish their adult sleep cycle. Whoa. only have two sleep cycles. They have like deep sleep and then active sleep and active sleep looks a lot like being awake. (laughs) So it's tricky (laughs) (laughs) at night when when she's in active sleep and Jenna will wake up and she's like, you know, half awake and she'll try to just like put the pacifier in her mouth. Cause she thinks she's awake. And I'll like, have to hit her hand. Like, don't touch her. She's, she's asleep. <laughs> it's just active sleep. And if you like touch them, she will wake up, wake up. And nobody wants that. I can just imagine like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. yeah, it's like dodging <laughs> hands. Cause she's half awake. Jenna thinks that she just wants her pacifier to soothe. So <laughs> like, please don't touch her. <laughs> But yeah, you do, you don't do cry it out with sleep training anymore. It's um, like crib side soothing until they learn, quote unquote, to fall asleep by themselves. Whoa. But I don't, yeah. And we've been having the conversation, like, is sleep training right for us? Is it right Mm. for Maeve? And it's also hard to sleep train when she's not sleeping in her crib independently. Like she sleeps in bed with us. So we, we go to bed when she goes to bed. Yeah. So it's a hot topic with babies highly controversial it is I'm trying to see if the spirit babies have anything to say about it um it's so baby specific like it's their needs it is I feel like the biggest thing they're saying to me is like don't get yourself stressed out about this right like because there's so much information yeah like just like whatever works for you works for you and your baby yeah yeah and try things like, don't be afraid. What my spirit, <laughs> well, my guys have told me a lot when Maeve's asleep and I'm like scared to put her down because she's going to wake up. Cause sometimes she does wake up when you put her down. Um, they're like, you can't be scared of her. Don't be, <laughs> don't be scared of waking her up. Don't be scared of trying something, trying something right. else. Oh, like, okay. Like mm, maybe we can like put her down now. Yeah. Right. And then like, there's a lot of anxiety about bedtime <laughs> because like, you don't know if they're actually going to go to sleep. <laughs> so like, you can't really fall asleep. Um, and my guides keep telling me like, don't be scared. Don't be scared of her. Don't be scared to put her down. Don't be scared that she's going to wake up. Cause like, well, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Because like the hope is like, yes. Okay. She goes to sleep, but like, Not if she cries and wakes up, that's like maybe considered like a failure or like we have to try again or start over constant mm-hmm. starting over in motherhood. Right. Oh my God. Yes. 
I, I wrote down a note for the, my new segment. I don't have any fresh anxieties. They're the same anxieties. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, are they gone? No, <laughs> no. But bedtime causes a lot of anxiety hmm. because of like, you just don't know if you're going to get sleep. You don't know if you're going to get woken up every hour. You don't know if you're going to get a fight. Like you just don't know. So it's caused a lot of tension in like my relationship and hmm. just around bedtime in general. Yeah. We take turns rocking her to sleep every other night. Like she'll do it one night. I'll do it the next night. Um, but we, I, what I realized is it's just like a mindset shift, which I did say K for it. So if you know, say K do say K for it, but otherwise just adopt the mindset to accept whatever is happening because it's like the resisting that they're not going to sleep is what causes the frustration and the tears and the anger. Like if they're fighting sleep, you just have to say to yourself, like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what's happening. Yeah. And you can either resist it and be angry and frustrated Mm. and, or in my case, cry, cry a lot. Um, or you can just accept that it's happening and roll with it. Like you just accept when I felt that acceptance, like, even though they're crying, even though they don't go to sleep, there was actually like this calmness that came over like my, me and like the baby image, right. Like this feeling of just like, Cause they're like feeding off of that resistance and it's almost like they're matching it. Like, oh, they're not hearing oh. me. I need to go louder. I need to like yeah. wail. I need to like flail versus yeah. just like, but how that's so with the psych K it's shifted. But like, if you can't do psych K, like, I feel like sometimes people feel like that's hard to hold or hard to like maintain yeah. that. Um, how would you advise people to like, since they can't have sessions with you just yet <laughs> in, in, in the interim, to like hold that ability to, I mean, this works for babies. It works for life. Hold that ability to just be okay with what's happening. You have to look at why you're not staying regulated. Mm. Like if it's tough for you to, to accept what's happening and stay regulated, then like you should probably go to therapy. <laughs> like there's like, some why? digging. What there. is it? Yeah. yeah why? <laughs> why can't I stay calm so that my baby can be calm? Cause they're absorbing everything. There's, oh my God, she's so energetically sensitive. Mm-hmm. And apparently your milk tastes different if you're super stressed out or if you're not regulated or if you're like angry or having an angry day. Like my mom told me your milk tastes different. I was like, oh, I thought that's true. Is the baby like, ew. I don't know. She's someday she's really pukey. So probably <laughs> she's like, oh, that was stress milk. Yeah. <laughs> what the stress milk? Um, has it been nice having your mom there helping out? Yeah. I've been yeah. convincing her to come up every other week. And is that working out? It's nice. It's just nice to have another set of hands. Yeah. Like, even though I'm providing like all of the care, right? Like I can do it. She wants me to do it. I'm her mom, but it's just nice if I'm like, Hey, can you just like hold her? Or can you just like watch her while I go do this or do laundry? Or we love a contact nap in this house. So when my mom's not here, like nap times, I can't do anything because her sleep is more important. What about those baby carrying things? Will she, can you wear those and will she sleep in those? She will sleep in those. And I yeah. have, but I can't do anything because my arms aren't that long. <laughs> like reaching around her is tough. I can't, I can't do laundry. Cause like I a little can't. T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> I, like she's right here in front of me and I can't like lean over. Like I can't reach the bottom of our washer. So like, I'll have, like, I have to, my feet have to come up to the ground to get into the wash. So like I can't do laundry with her on me. I can sometimes wash dishes. Inventors, please hear this. Yeah, that machines that are able to hold a baby and change the laundry at the same time. Yeah. Right. Along with my, my idea of the washing closet. Yes. We need a full service washer. It washes and dries and hangs. (laughs) Okay. Here's, this is my, I need to explain this. It's a closet, but it's also a washing machine and dry machine and laundry and um, dry cleaner, whatever you need. You know, I grew up watching that service, the Jetsons. Yeah. So I was like, where's my like magic coffee maker thing? And you, whatever you wear your clothes, whatever. And then, you know, you just put it right back on the rack. Right. But yeah. it knows that you've wore it or whatever. And then like the whole closet closes and it like washes. Yeah. Maybe just like I a section that. washes. If you just want to wash like your t-shirts or your jeans or whatever, I don't know. Somebody else is going to figure out that part, but I hate folding laundry. I hate putting it away. Every time I text Natalie, it's something to do with laundry. You're doing laundry. I, have I don't, know, I don't know how you use so much laundry. <laughs> I don't either. I do it every other day. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, I think because my washing machine is outside of my house. So, mm. oh, that's an ordeal. 
Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, dun, 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 dun. it's laundry. Mm-hmm. It's like laundry days. Um, maybe you need some Let's acceptance be around doing laundry. <laughs> I do. That's like, so for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. No other new fresh anxieties to report. Okay. It's just the psyche or like the mindset shifts that have helped me the most lately is mostly to do with acceptance. Like, okay, this is happening. I also struggled with, oh, I hate clutter in my house. Mm. Like, oh, I hate it. Um, so can you feel my hatred for clutter? Oh, yeah. I hate it. Um, it feels so, like an itchy tag on the back of my neck, which I also can't stand and cut off this morning. <laughs> um, yeah. Sensory issues. Party of one. <laughs> uh, if I have dishes in my sink, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm already starting my day behind. Mm-hmm. So I would wake up stressed if I had dishes in my sink, mm. which I like sometimes will pump overnight if our schedules are mismatched. Cause yeah. I, it doesn't matter what time she wakes up. I have to wake up within a certain time frame to pump. <laughs> um, so I'll like, I won't wash them overnight. Cause that was waking me up too much. And then I couldn't go back to sleep. So now I'll just mm. leave them in the sink okay. and like, I'll wake up stressed. Cause like, I don't know when these are going to get done. They're sitting there waiting to get done. So I had to really just accept what is happening. Yeah, I just, you just have to go with a newborn. You just have to accept what's happening. I'm, I'm that way too. Like I, like, I like cleaned everything before we sat down today and I had to get it all just so, and I like mm-hmm. to do that before I work, but like, if I can't see it, it's okay. Like my, <laughs> I did the dishes yesterday, but there's some stuff in there and it's like, okay, if I can't see it, that's okay. But I also have had to just, I guess you can just find more allowance, right? Yeah, you really can. You'll ruin your life if you don't. Like life will be so much harder if you don't. It's not going to change the circumstances. Yeah. But it will make your life better to just accept. But like, does that help you get those dishes done? No, I just have to trust <laughs> that like they're going to get done. Like they're Jenna comes home at night. It's like worse yeah. comes to worse. I can do them at night. Yeah. But just having to sit with that all day. Oh, I don't know about that. You got to let it go. Got to let it go gotta let it go. Cause some days you won't be able to get anything done. Yeah. I mean, just like a lot of unhooking from productivity. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> it is a lot of unhooking from productivity. Yeah. I've done a lot of that, <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would say that. Mm-hmm. I think I would be, it's like, what I'm feeling is like, I think I would be okay. Cause I have to, but I think like secretly I'd be like, but stressing about it. Yeah. And they see, can I get them done? And I think I've also done like, when I realized like, Cause I think I've like, maybe talked a little bit about like how I'm exploring my neurodivergent brain mm-hmm. and how I see and understand things. And like, I will look at the kitchen and be like, that's going to take me four hours to clean. And then I'll actually do the dishes and it's like 15, 20 minutes. Right. And so I found like, if I put a podcast on that, I like, like ours, um, and I <laughs> go through, cause you know, I like to listen to what we say, like I'm in the moment right now yeah. um, and we say good things, but like, then it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad, but I have to like give my brain things like to dope. I need mm-hmm. dopamine for my, my laundry. And I, people have said like, Oh, like watch a show and fold it. But I, I, I like to watch shows. Yeah. It's an show. Be like lounging on my bed with my clothes everywhere. So if anybody has good dopamine hacks for laundry, please let me know. I have podcasts because there's nothing to look at. Oh, oh I, I just listen to podcasts. Yeah. So then you can like look at your clothes and fold them. Yeah. Also, I think I learned the Marie Kondo style of folding and that it's fucking hard. It takes a long time. Okay. Did you see that article that came out about Marie yeah. Kondo? Like after three kids, she's giving up on a tidy house. Man, people like pounce on that. They're like, ha ha, see? Why but do we want is. people to fail like that? Like, I know she's just accepting the reality. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think also like a lot of people, there was like that trend for a while where people were showing like, can we just normalize messy houses? Yeah, because like those Instagram and TikTok houses are like white marble and clean. And then I love when they show them like how it really looks. It's like, yeah, there's shit everywhere on the floor. Things are tipped over. The couch is a mess. There's blankets. And it's like, that's what my house looks like. You know, it only looks nice when people come over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I keep saying to myself and to Jenna, like nothing in this house is precious. The only thing in this house that are precious are the people in it. Like, it just takes so much of the stress away of having things to be tidy or like freaking out if something gets spilled on or scratched, Mm. like nothing in this house is precious. That's true. That's true. I like that. Mm -hmm. 
take that. Right. Yeah. Just take it out. Your, your <laughs> mindset can change a lot about your life. <laughs> That's true. It's really, really true. And I think a lot of what the spirit babies and my guides have been saying lately is like your thoughts create your reality. We've said that a lot too, but they've been yeah. showing me that they're like, whatever you think is what you're going to manifest and see and experience. So exactly. That's my hope. That's my life's work. <laughs> <laughs> summed up How I well. think this is a good lead-in yes to the first question okay. that we got and actually this is the question this is the cliffhanger from last week <laughs> so prepare yourself drum roll um we got this question and I thought it might take a little bit more of a deep dive yeah. so how can I uncover unconscious aspects of myself so that I can express them that is the question hmm All I keep hearing is like in due time, like my guides are like the things that you need to know that will be uncovered. They will uncover themselves in due time. Yeah. And my guides are like, why do you want to uncover what's in your unconscious? Right? Like what is like, you already, you already know by that question, you already know there's something there. And it's kind of attached to a victim mindset. Like how are, how are my unconscious aspects of self-sabotaging me? Like, how are they ruining my life? How are they like, it's subscribing to that oh, I'm still a victim in some way. My thoughts aren't creating my reality. It must be something subconscious. Yeah. Um, I'm also hearing, uh, this is like shadow work for you. Mm -hmm. So like, um, if you're unconscious, like there's, there is that sort of like, um, I didn't even know ignorance. I was unconscious. So they're kind of saying like, what are the things that you don't want people to know about you or the things that you know about yourself that you're a little scared or curious or wondrous about and like, start there. Like they're saying to me, like, you already know you do. They're not, so there's nothing about yourself that you don't already know. Yeah. They're just things you're not looking at. Yeah. But then they, they did ask, how can I uncover this? So I would say, um, meditation, right. Mm -hmm. Like going into a meditative state and maybe asking that question to your guides, you could pull cards on it, right? Um, any tool you can use, you can pick a crystal and let that direct you. Like <laughs> you have lots of things in your unconscious, right? Like pick a tool that you like to work with and that'll point you to a doorway in. Yeah. Or look at your relationship with the most triggering person in your life, Ooh. because those are the aspects of self that you do not want to look at. It is intense. <laughs> I was talking about this with like my mom recently and like even in my own relationship, this has been showing up so much, but your partner's problems, if you're in a relationship or the people in your life, their issues that trigger you, that you have some kind of emotional reaction to are your issues. You might just be expressing them in a different way. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Very much so. That's why we do partnership work. And that's why we come into these families. Yes. Um, in-laws, it's a different, interesting story, but yes. Well, they're in your life too. If they trigger you, then that's about you also. If it triggers you, it's about you. (laughs) Yeah, actually I, I have some, I got some recent triggers from my trip back to the Midwest and I was like, oh, interesting. One of mine was around politeness. Mm -hmm. And so just exploring like this need for me to be polite and like, where does that come from? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and what, what I for me, politeness prevents me from being authentic and because it's not polite to say that or da, 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 and there's all this like situational stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to explore that. That's really, it was just really interesting to me. It is like all the conditioning that you've absorbed around being. Polite, yeah. Like, and now I find female. it hilarious. I find it yeah. hilarious. I'm like, oh my God, this is triggering me. <laughs> okay. Right. Like you have to lean into those, whatever pisses you off. You have to lean into that because if it pisses you off, then it's an unclaimed aspect of self. Yes. Yeah. Something you believe to be true subconsciously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just, I, I like that. I'm at the stage where I can find my triggers amusing, amusing. and curious yeah. and, and actually want to go work on them. Um, sometimes right. I come back from places and I have a whole list of things to work on and I'm like, great. Um, it's just good content. It's just good content. <laughs> Um, let's see, let me read this again. And then, um, another thing I'm getting, so how can I express them? I feel like journaling art, um, some, some sort of, um, getting these, this unconscious, like what they're kind of saying to me is like, oh, this is cool. Like put a blindfold on, get some paint. I mean, like 
protect yourself and your furniture against the drop environment. Yeah. And then just get into a meditative state and say, like, I want to paint my unconscious and then just go and then just see what comes, right? Like, like have fun with it. They're saying, like, if you're mm-hmm. going to go explore your unconscious and explore your triggers, like, let it be like, they're saying like, let you be in charge and you get to choose the ways that you want to explore this, right? Like if you're into certain things or you want to try certain things, like have fun and explore. Yeah. And also trust that like, whatever you need to know will always be revealed to you. It will always come up in your life. Yeah. There's nothing being hidden from you purposefully. Yeah. I feel like this person who asked this question, um, is waiting for their awakening. Mm, yeah like they kind of maybe so just be aware of that too you might feel or sense that coming and I think um any spiritual work you can continue to do to prepare yourself for the awakening is good right any you know patterns or rituals or things that kind of will support you once your awakening comes is what they're showing me is good Mm -hmm. this I think they're showing me like have a spiritual practice basically so that when you're shit cracks open. If it does, you're not like left on the floor in a gooey mess and you can like pick yourself up and figure it out. Yeah. You have some tools. (laughs) You need tools. You need tools. (laughs) Anything else on that question? No, actually, I feel like that's really good. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to read the next one. Okay. Can there be an energetic reason behind pelvic floor damage from pregnancy and birth? If so, how can this be cleared? Ooh. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pregnancy and birth is so physical. Mm-hmm. Like you just, I never knew it could, I mean, obviously mentally you could be like, well, yeah, it's physical. You're growing a baby with your body, but until you like experience it, you don't know just like how physical it can be. And a lot of pelvic floor damage is the result of coached pushing. Yeah. Um, if you have like an epidural or you give birth in a hospital, there's a lot of like, Ooh, bear down and push, but you don't actually push a baby out with your pelvic floor. You push them out with your uterus and you do not have to teach your uterus how to do it. It does it on its own. Um, so a lot of damage happens just from forcing your body to do something that it's not like really ready to do like contractions and the buildup to labor prepares your body and your uterus to push a baby out. You do not need to push with your pelvic floor. And that's not commonly accepted at all or recognized in Western medicine. You can always allow your body to labor down itself. I mean, unless there's something physiologic you have going on or some other kind of circumstance, but if you have an uncomplicated labor, your body will labor itself. You do not Mm -hmm. have to force it to do something. You do not have to force the baby to come down. That is what your uterus is doing by contracting. I am feeling this one in my heart. You guys, this, it's a lot, this feels like, and what feels so painful. Okay. I feel a lot around, um, like issues with authority figures, right? Like, you know, um, there's a lot of like sovereignty and, um, empowerment that can happen in the birthplace, but it also also can be taken away. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're in a situation and you're trusting these authority figures and you're doing this work but maybe somewhere energetically, you knew that this wasn't the right way to do this, but like, how can you say anything? Because they're the doctors. That's what I get better. And see if that is like a common issue with like, how can I say things to men? Or how can I say things to my boss? Or how can I say things to whatever? Like, see where you see the difference is in like authority figures or in like hierarchies, what they're showing me. Mm -hmm. Um, and like how you feel like your voice is not allowed at certain levels, right? When this is your body and your baby, and you're absolutely in charge. Granted, if you're in a medical space, that might be drastically taken away and it might be hard to fight for that. So that's understandable, but that's what I feel a lot. And that is just this feeling of, um, I guess like not being listened to, not being supported in Mm -hmm. a, in a way that is aligned with your body. We just have to recognize if you're going to go birth in a Western medical environment, that the mindset is that they know better than you. Mm -hmm. You just have to that's what you're working with. That's the energy that you're working with, with providers is that they know that they know your body better than you do. So that's why it might feel like an uphill battle to trust your body for physiological birth or to give birth on its own, or to trust your own body's cues. Like you also have to establish this trust with your body. And a lot of birth work being done these days is giving women back their trust with their bodies because it's been taken away by the medical system. Yeah. And if you're like planning to have a baby, um, you can always meet with like a pelvic floor specialist. Mm -hmm. 
right. And they can like help you get ready before, during, and after. So you can really get yourself some pelvic floor support, um, yeah. which I think is so awesome. And also afterwards, right. If you've had something happen after you can still get that support to kind of bring everything back together from what I understand. Oh, absolutely. I had a tear yeah. <laughs> awful. Um, and I have some pelvic floor stuff going on. So like when I feel ready, I'm going to go see a pelvic floor therapist for sure. I am not paying myself for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have a good friend who's a pelvic floor specialist and I just heard like, um, somebody posted like, Oh, I'm finally getting this pelvic floor surgery because for 15 years I've peed my pants and I can't play tennis and da da da. Oh my God. And it can, it's like, it can lead to knee pain in the future when you're older. It can lead to all these other things, right? Because it is literally your carriage, right? It's right. what holds everything together. So it is super, super important. And I think what I'm hearing is like making yourself and your health a priority, taking care of your body after giving birth needs to have much more collective support. Agreed. I mean, the collective, the, what, what have we been told to bounce back into our skinny jeans? Fuck that shit. That's absolutely not like happening. bounce back into your pelvic floor treatments and some yoni steams and whatever else. Like that's the new bounce back, you know? Yeah. Or bouncing probably. That's probably not a good idea to bounce. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's discouraged. Pelvic floor therapists weigh in. Yes. <laughs> I know we should have one on. We'll have one on the show. Maybe um, we'll see if my yeah. friend wants to come on. Um, anything. I think energetic. I'm trying to say if I can read anything else into this, how can this be cleared? I don't think energetically it can be cleared because it's such a physical issue. Like, I think there are some physical manifestations of things, right? Hmm. Um, like you suddenly develop, I don't know, a cough or you suddenly develop finger pain and it's like, it might be attached to something energetic or subconscious, Hmm. like a belief, but for pelvic floor, it's unless it comes on spontaneously, it's usually caused by birth trauma. Mm -hmm. And to undo that, your body's going to need physical support along with the energetic stuff. Yeah. Like you can get like womb healings. You can get Reiki for that kind of work. You can get acupuncture, right. Which I kind of feel is like a little mix of both there. Um, I'm also hearing from a, if they're asking about energetics, they're saying that you can, they're saying, come to terms with how you feel about what happened Mm -hmm. and how you feel about this, um, this damage. Cause I think that's the word that they used in their question. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Damage. Right. So damage, Ooh, that's a heavy word. Right. Yeah. Um, and what I feel when I read that question and I go up to the collective, it's like a lot of our bodies go through this. A lot of our bodies are not the same after babies and what for, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can we have that conversation please? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See a pelvic floor therapist. I feel like it'll really help. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the last question oh, we yeah. got, which actually was like multiple questions about moving. Yeah. Like, should I move? Is it time to move? Is this place right for me to move to? Mm. And like, is this the right house? Should we resume our house? Like there's been so many questions about moving. So mm. I thought we could just channel a general message. Yeah. Um, what am I feeling about this? Oh, okay. So what I'm tapping into around this question, which is so interesting is, um, like people's fear of making the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. You guys, um, (laughs) I have so much shakes. What I want to say is like, yeah, you know, like you're never going to know what your neighbor's going to be like, but you can like drive in the neighborhood and you can look at the schools and there's a lot of like practical things you can do whatever your list is, whatever you consider a good move that you can like measure. But again, what my guys are showing me is like, when you walk into a house, when you walk into a space, like, you know, it's good for you. Like you just know, but you question Um, that knowing. Yeah. Like, you know, when it's a no, when you're dating somebody, you know, when you walk into a house, you're like, this is not my house, whatever it is. Like it could meets all your requirements, but it's just not the thing versus when you, when you've bought a house you've walked into it and you're like, this is our home. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, you've, you've got to feel that sense. Um, and figure out before that, like, what is freaking you out about this move? Why is, why are you putting so much weight on this? Um, and I get it. It's expensive. You know, you're moving, you're shifting, whatever it's all this kind of stuff, but like, Mm -hmm. why, why do you want to move? Right. Like 
a lot of people ask me this, like, oh, well, my spirit babies like it if I like move to the city or move to the country, you know, and I'll give them advice like, yeah, they don't like noise. But, you know, if you want to live in the city, then you can work with a spirit baby around that, right? You can put up noise machines. And I just love how many people want to like do everything for their kids. It's really sweet, you know? Well, it's sweet and also kind of toxic because you're also outsourcing your decision making based off on your kids. Yes. That, like, that's what I bring them back the to. Parent. Yeah. <laughs> if you like, have a what natural works for you? inclination to move back to the city, then like, yeah, that could be a nudge from your spirit baby. It could be a nudge from your guide saying like, this is going to be the best environment for you and your family. Like listen to those nudges. It's not always like what's best for the baby. It's like, you will know what's best because it feels good. Yeah. And then I love astrocartography. I'm a big love fan it. of it. So you can look at, I think I put like your sun line, your Venus line, your Jupiter line are like good places to live. Good. Right? Good. They're all good. They're all good. <laughs> They're all good, but those are I, maybe more fun. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm always like, yeah. let's have fun. I, who wants to live on my, ne- I, I want to live on my Neptune line to get all like dreamy and whatever. Um, and they're like, it's not a good place to work. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> you, you get very lost. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, yeah, if you were, it's like, that's okay. That's a good point, Natalie. Like, what do you want for this move? Do you yes. want to be what like more want? social or do you want to be more, you know, in your Neptune line? Do you want to have more quiet time in this move, more reflective, you know, spaces, look at your moon line, but look at that astrocartography. Um, you can, you put in your birthday information and it shows the um, planetary lines and where they want run through. I, mm-hmm. I could like move to Russia in a heartbeat. I have so much stuff up in Russia. That sounds overwhelming. <laughs> and he's like frozen tundras. I'm like, no. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, that's always a fun thing to look at and helpful. Totally and like, fun. if you, if you look at like other places that you've lived on the lines, you might say like, oh yeah, I did learn that lesson here. I did do that here. Like that was very validating for me. Yeah. Like I, oh yeah, I can never move to the East coast. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> um, my Chiron line runs through there and like simultaneously everybody that I've met and become friends with, that's like from. I don't know, the East coast, um, very triggering relationships for me, very wounding Oh, because that's where my Chiron line is. Now I was like, I am avoiding that. Not for me. This life is not for me. I mean, I could, if I wanted to, but Chiron will find me another place. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I was born on my sun line. I think we've talked about this before. Like being, I was born, my sun line runs through Texas and it's like crosses over my Mars line also. So I'm very angry. I'm a lot angrier down there. But, um, I, I am a completely different person in Texas, like, because your sunline is where you shine. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like seen in Texas. I always run into people I know in Texas and I'm more sociable, but being in Colorado on my moon line, I'm kind of a hermit. <laughs> I like that though. That's yeah. nice. It's a good place to be a hermit. It's nice. Um, what do you think? What are your thoughts around moving right time, right place? I mean, oh, I have lived well, I've moved like 14 times growing up. Like I went to a different school every year. So I'm all, all about moving. Like if you yeah. feel like moving, absolutely fucking do it. <laughs> but are you running away? <laughs> mm. Like, because those same problems are going to follow you into the next place. Oof. So if you're just mo- wanting to move to, to run away, essentially, because something is too hard or you have like trouble with a neighbor or something like, yeah, move, but beware that like if undealt with, those will still come back. They'll still manifest in a different way. Yeah. Cause my guys are saying people don't, who want to move, don't question it. They just move. The, right. People who are questioning it, there's something in the questioning, right? Yes. Like, and I think that's a lot, like, look at the questions that you're asking the universe or asking of life. Ask mm-hmm. those to yourself, right? Right. Why is this happening? Like, ask yourself, like, look within. Um, if I want to move, I make that decision and I go, um, if mm-hmm. I'm hesitant about it, you know, there's can be, there's like, like I said, like there's things that you can check out. Like that's a low mm-hmm. level hesitancy. Like, oh, what about this? What about that? But if it's this bigger thing of like, is it the right thing for me or da, 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 da. Yeah. That's a bigger reflection on, you know, you can be happy, you know, in a lot of places and, and really dig down deeper into like what would make you happy in a home space or, you know, what community art spaces, schools, like whatever it is. Like, yeah, it really boils down to what you want, like what you're looking for that you want more of in your life. Yeah. Um, and you won't ever make the quote unquote wrong decision for yourself. Every decision you make is the right one. Yeah. I just read that today. Somebody's like, nobody goes and makes a choice. Like I'm going to make a mistake. 
I'm going to go make this bad decision. I read that and I was like, well, sometimes I, when I was younger, I was very, it's the right decision for you in that time, in that moment for the space that you're at. It's the right decision. Seeing this boy is going to be a mistake. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You will never make the wrong decision. Yeah. So there, there we go. You might make an expensive decision, (laughs) (laughs) but that's not necessarily wrong. Yeah. And then that's a different story. Then we need to right. look at your finances, your issues with money, your conditioning around that. Bada bing, bada boom, off you right. go. But whatever you want, the universe will support you in getting. I promise you that. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else. Is anything else coming up from moving? Oh, I think just they're saying a very practical thing is um, go live there for a week. Go oh, get yeah, an get an Airbnb. Airbnb check it out so in a neighborhood that you want. Um, it might be the cost of your mortgage. We understand, mm-hmm. but you know, like if you're going to upheave everything, if that's a big decision, go see if you actually like it, the grocery stores and the coffee shops go be and, in that energy. Yeah. Or like do several vacations there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can like go summer, winter, spring, fall, um, and see if you really like it. That's great advice. What else are they saying to me about that? I guess the biggest thing I'm feeling too is like find community people, unless you're a hermit like Natalie. Unless you're a hermit, which I'm, you know, still actively. But you still out. want community. You still are like we're taking so we're requests. Yeah, I need to create my own mommy group. That's right. I can't wait for you to do that. I will put I all your like free time in my house to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Just happening right now. Open up a mommy group. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Um, okay. Are we going to end here? Do you think, or do you want me to read some channel these cards? Do we feel like we did some good messages? I think that feels complete unless there's something sticking out to you. There's really not. But one thing my guides said for what we can also do is pull cards. You guys can pick one, two, or three, Mm -hmm. and then we can um, channel messages for you guys on that. So that's another fun thing we might play around with. Maybe next episode. Yes. We also love your questions. Love it Um, so much. Yeah. And if you have decks that you want us to explain or channel from, we're happy to do that too. Yeah. So hit up our Instagram the day that this comes out. And if it's not the day this comes out, send us a DM, send us an email um, with your questions. If you would like some personalized message in the next episode. Okay. Until then, until then, stay intuitive. (laughs) I feel like we need a sign off, you know, like with something catchy. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll work on that. We will. We continue. Bye. Bye.